0: I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast.
1: back to The Flash Podcast, season 1.5 of The Flash Podcast, which is your summer edition as we wait for the season to premiere of CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B, as always, and for me is, first of all, as always, one of our lovely, fabulous hosts, Amy Marie. How are you doing tonight?
2: I am doing excellent. I have coffee. I have my little i have my i have my comic books arranged so we can try to figure out the multiverses i have a full spreadsheet in front of me we're going to make this work
1: i'm glad you're you're here with us amy and you're excited because i know you love all things multiverse and earth 2 and um, and while i'm not an expert on that while i'm not an expert at all at it, we have a special guest with us to kind of help us understand this big big woohooha that is the multiverse he is one of the great hosts of assembly Geeks's comic book noob which you can find over at assemblygeeks.com and he is Matt Moore. so welcome to the show Matt. how are you doing tonight i'm doing well thanks guys have for having me i really appreciate it a lot thank you for coming on uh, and um making us uh, a little more knowledgeable about this, this big thing that um one of our favorite tv shows is about to introduce um And um, because, yeah, this week we're not doing a character review, we're doing a big focus on the multiverse as well as Earth 2. But before we get to that, Amy, let's, uh, let's jump to some Flash news. What do we have to report this week in the world of The Flash?
2: In the world of The Flash, this week, we have... Well, first, let's start out with the thing that all of us are very excited about. Grant Gustin was awarded the Teen Choice Award for Choice TV Breakout Starred this past Sunday at the Teen Choice Awards. If I recall, The Flash did not win for Best New Sci-Fi or Drama or whatever it was up against or up for. But I think we can all give a huge round of applause to Grant Gustin because we 100% agree he just... He stole the show. Without Grant, there is no Flash. And I mean that both literally and figuratively. He really just embodies the Flash. So, bravo to Grant Gustin. Bravo to everybody who voted.
1: Yes. and We know um, many
2: people spent many late nights clicking you know, and you know, voting and voting.
1: You know what's funny? I, I don't think the Flash was up for in the sci-fi category. Uh, which is kind of funny because that Arrow... And that's the funny thing with teenage. I think Ch- they were up
2: for new TV show.
1: They, okay. I do, I do know they were up for best... And TV chemistry between Grant and Candace. I know Candace was up. Candace was up for um, um, new breakout star, and um, I also know they were up for best lip lock. And uh, yeah, you know what? That kiss, that 360 kiss. Yeah, I don't know how that, how that didn't win. But um, yeah. But we all know who's the real winner. It's it's a flash all the way through, but no, but like Amy said, congrats to Grant and uh, for that uh, for that award, and you know, and uh, the next up is um, I believe it's the Emmys, you know, for uh, as Armin is up for um, outstanding visual effects, so fingers crossed that he wins that because he he deserves it.
2: Alrighty, also up we have a brand new tidbit from Michael Osciello who is with TV TV Line, and he revealed that they now have. Kimoyo Hoshi, who is the second Doctor Light, coming to the Flash. So there's two Doctor Lights, as I understand it. Correct, Matt. There is a male Doctor Light, and then there is a female Doctor Light, and we are bringing in the female Doctor Light. Is that the succinct version?
0: That's what it looks like, and this is going to be a good one because she basically she was exposed to the to the Star Vega, which gives her basically control over all forms of light. You know, photokinesis. Uh, you know, she can absorb it, so it's almost like. It's almost like she's like, you know, a dad, you know, like she's like Dazzler. She can shoot the energy out as lasers or she can, you know, flashes of light and blind everybody. And and she can do, a, you know, holographic illusions and and just, you know, some pretty awesome skills I would imagine <laughs> to have. You know, I, I, I wouldn't mind having them. I mean, it'd be, be great, you know, for leading nighttime tours.
2: <laughs> and can she create it? You sound like it says you said that she can absorb light. She can. Can she actually absorb light and create perpetual darkness? I feel like that would be fun. That
0: would be kind of cool, but uh, I, don't, I don't think she can really do that because I mean, she—it's you know, she—it's—it's it's almost like she sees light. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like an extension of her five senses. I, mean, I guess maybe a sixth sense, if you will. Uh, which is, you know, that in and of itself is kind of cool. But the great thing is, she can also ride all of these waves. You know, because she can basically look at the electromagnetic mm-hmm. spectrum and make it her plaything. So which gives her the power of flight. You know, she can. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and you know, supposedly, if memory serves me correct, I think she can actually reach light speed or very close to it, which would ah. which would put I think would probably put her faster than Superman. Maybe who knows? You know, that's a, a nod to obviously you know that that big debate of who who can run faster, the Flash or Superman. So, but <clears> and, I'm, I mean, there's no bias here whatsoever is there, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> impartial. No,
1: I'm there's no bias at all. What but,
0: are you talking about? It's going to be great, but, you know, it's, and it's going to be really good, I think, to have, to have her on the show. I mean, she's, she, we've seen her on TV before. She was in the just, she was in Justice League animated. Uh, and, uh you know, she was, she was seen in the flashback. Uh And then I think there was a different version of her. It's it's in the most recent uh it's called Justice League Gods and Monsters, and she was part of Lex Luthor's uh, Project Fair Play, which was a weapons program aimed at uh, destroying the Justice League, if needed. So, But uh, in this case, you know, having her uh, in the show is going to be interesting. I- I'll be curious to see how much of her uh, comes over from the comic books. Uh, she wasn't really uh, featured in the New 52 when DC sort of did this massive reboot back in 2011, but I know that one of the writers who uh, was very heavily involved with her, Gail Simone, who also wrote Birds of Prey, had said that she was a, you know, her, her, her concept of uh, being a single mom with two kids was not going to be retconned. So, you know, whether that, whether that or not that take, becomes in a you know, becomes part of the show, we'll I guess we'll find out in uh, season two.
2: And she is historically a villain.
0: Historically, well, historically, the character of Dr. Light has been a villain, uh, you know with with her she has sort of been eh, it's kind of you know eh, you know sort of sort of hidden well you know you know she's she's in the crisis on infinite Earth miniseries, series and she's not really the, the nicest of people but uh, she she sees that she's you know gosh I've sort of been a a horse's ass and I can be hopefully you know, be a lot more help than 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 detriment so uh you know she essentially is able to save superman from the anti-monitor of course you know, at, you know at the same time that you know she's doing this it's because supergirl is also giving her life to make this happen but uh you know she she is dr light is one of the uh the the, the big the big heroes i guess you know she she basically the it's the anti-monitor is the massive villain of infinite of crisis on infinite earth uh and she absorbs uh, the star that he's using to power himself uh, and basically absorbing all of his energy and punches an enormous hole through him. So, I mean, huh. so...
2: Effective. Yeah. Effective.
0: Yeah, so, but... Uh,
2: so she could go either way on the TV show. They could make her a villain with a heart of gold. They could make her a villain-villain or a, a good guy who maybe doesn't exactly it, know what to do with her powers.
0: I, I think it, I think it's going to be a little bit of the latter. I mean, she was, she was in the Justice League for uh, a little while. She was in the Justice League Europe. She was part of the Doom Patrol. You know, so, I mean, she's... You know, she's, she's, she's mostly,
1: I, I guess, you know, maybe she's like chaotic good. <laughs>
2: so. There you go. That'll well, be interesting. I'd be excited to see how they, how they bring her in.
1: Yeah. And, um, and she's going to be a metahuman, correct?
2: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she's a metahuman in our version. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's something related to some sort of, some sort of, cause if she's been exposed to light from the star Vega, that sort of a light, I would assume, is a version of radiation.
0: Very much so. Very much so.
2: And so they That's could it. certainly have her it's having like, like, worked near radiation when the it's,
0: it's like it's like vegan energy. I mean, and, you know, I guess it, I guess it's it, it's conceivable that you know she could be exposed to vegan energy, whether it's through an asteroid or through a you know she's looking
1: through the the telescope and you know gets
0: the hit by accelerator beam, beams, goes it, off.
1: yeah, something like that, yeah. And interesting. And also, just as a little side note, um, for people who watched um the um, the nineteenth episode of a- Arrow in season two, which was when Cisco Ramon and Caitlin Snow made a debut um in the DCV universe, they, and uh, that they reference Arthur Light, who is the first um Doctor Light, and uh, it's it's not been confirmed whether or not they're gonna have any ties with it, one another in this, uh, in this incarnation. You know, at this point, I'm assuming not because they're bringing in her first, so I think that maybe you know Arthur is. You know, you know, Cisco mentioned that you know he got fired because he had some. Well, he was basically a psycho, and we we did see one of his weapons though. So um, um, but you know, I would you know, I don't think we need him. I think we, you know, it's better to just focus on the one that we're getting. And um, I, I'm looking forward to see who they cast though. Um, and you know, I'm always up for more female presence, whether it's heroes or villains. So.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to see a good female villain. I would be 100% on board with her being a villain. And, you know, get the heart of gold going if you want. But I'd also, you know, the way you described it, Matt, her character, you know, had the heart of gold, but with a caveat, like she had a heart of gold, but she was uh, getting something out of it. So I think it'd be interesting to see her, you know, as a quote unquote hero, but really because she's getting something out of it. So ultimately for her own goal as opposed to the good of man yeah
1: no yeah, because, precisely. because i remember in um i think it was either the, the first golden glider episode or it was the episode when amy laura and i we did um, you know female characters that we want to see on on television and so and i remember we had this good discussion of that you know th- we you know we would love to see more female presence on well not just flash but you know arrow and and um you know, sooners like or tomorrow, and all that, and you know, especially female villains, because you know there are not they're not that many female villains. You know, so far there's been a lot of male villains for all these shows that have been, that has been announced. So you know, hey, whenever they announce you know that another female character, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy, I'm always up for it. So hopefully we'll have some casting soon for this character because I would love to see who they report who who's a great casting narrator will be getting.
0: Me Indeed. too. And, uh, and, and, and clearly, I think it goes without saying that, uh, you know, women can be just as vile and evil as men can. So it's it's uh, it'd be good to have some super villainesses mm-hmm. in, in, on the on the small screen.
2: And some very, you know, difficult to defeat ones. I'd, I'd like to see a super villain that that takes more than one episode to take down or maybe uh, deceptively taken down.
0: Definitely. And, you know, I'd, I'd love to see if the Flash could actually outrun, you know, a you know, you know, someone who is flying and traveling at the speed of light. <laughs>
2: that that mm, that'd be fun. That I I I would be I would be really on board for that. Okay, moving on since we have so much to talk about. One last thing before we move into our big conversation. They said the CW has released a fun little 10-second promo for season 2, which gives us a few clips. We see Captain Cold, we see and you guys are going to have to tell me who this is. Who is the gentleman with the mask? We see some gentleman with a mask.
1: Well, we that is Adam Copeland from uh, from Haven and also he's a former WWE star. Edge. Uh, I almost forgot what the name was. I've been... I, sh- I I should remember because I've been watching videos for the past like days since ML wasted Steve uh, Stardust's Starbust, ass. And and Will again uh, at WWE SummerSlam this weekend. Um, <laughs> the, the amount of times he kept saying that that way at Monday Night Raw, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to make fun of them just say that way too. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be on the show playing the Atom Smasher, so run ray run no i they there's no connection there but he's going to be in in the season premiere and he is um he's um yeah he's a big guy um and um so it'll be fun to see you know flash that is like you know not he's not tiny but he, you know he's not the tallest guy either go up against you know this giant um uh, are you familiar with adam's Smasher, or matt I am but
0: not as much as I should be but I do remember he's actually a pretty bona fide character and is a lot of fun. And I think you know having him on this show is going to bring uh I think it's going to up the game somewhat. I just I just I just think you know because you know given just given the way his you know because his powers are somewhat atomic in nature and he is uh you know he's it's almost like he you know he's you know he can up up you know he can it's you atomic so he can you know can expand he can shrink and he's just just not the nicest guy. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. I mean, he's also called Nuclon, I think it was. I've got my my old DC encyclopedias of, of the who's who in the DC universe. And I actually went and got them all bound into a hardback. That is uh,
2: fantastic.
0: Because this, this was in the days before they actually uh, uh, you know published uh, to, you know, trade paperbacks. <laughs> so, but uh, it's, uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. It looks like he is the godson of the Golden Age Adam. Uh, and then he is able he's able to control his molecular structure. Uh uh from his grandfather who was Cyclotron, a reluctant villain, and he becomes a superhero nuclon. Oh, that's right. Oh, I should have known this. I can't really forgot this. He was part of Infinity Inc. and he's in the Justice League. So you know what? Scratch everything I just said, I was completely the wrong guy. So yeah, essentially this is you know if this is the Adam Smasher whom we're whom we're to believe it was, he was he's been with the Suicide Squad and the Justice Society of America and Infinity Incorporated. And in the comics, it looks like it looks like he partnered with uh, the, Adam, the, uh, the the Atom, the the Atom that we know, Ray Palmer. So, but Ooh. that could be intriguing, especially given the yes. fact that we have Adam on the Flash. Well, he's
2: well,
1: he, right now he's
2: he's dead.
1: Yeah, or he? Yeah. No, it's 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 been a few months. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but there's one thing I would like to bring up in this awesome promo um <clears> that's it si- i mean flashing signal. that's was un- that was unexpected i i don't hate it but i'm still like like i i tilt i i, I tilted my head and i was like huh a flash signal like that's Wait, a, a that- flash signal yeah yeah i don't the-
2: know if i know exactly what you're talking about i thought yeah. that was just the logo
1: no 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 no. there's a flash signal in the trailer. What? Yeah, I'm okay, not kidding. I, I, gotta watch it. I gotta watch this again. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, see, this is the problem with a, when you do a promo that is only 10 seconds long. CW, like you know. See?
2: No, you're... it's not because think about how long we've been talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 go. We're gonna give them 10 seconds, and they can talk about it for 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, that's true, I guess. Wait, uh, that was a flash signal. <laughs> live reactions.
2: Uh, <laughs> I just saw it too. I bet you. Gosh, who would make a flash mm-hmm. signal?
0: I bet you somewhere, somewhere Cisco. Bruce Wayne is filing a a complaint, you know, some sort of copyright complaint.
1: <laughs> well, see, I don't think he owns the rights to Signal. I I think you know, if it had been a bad signal, then that would have been one thing. And, um, it's, Bruce, and it's Bruce Wayne. He owns whatever he wants, man. But does he even have no. time to sue people? These, like, it's literally. Bruce Wayne's air. He just lets us breathe it. Ah, that's. I don't even know if he's in this universe. That's the funny part. He's in every universe. <laughs> but, in is, but but but. You know, we do know that the that uh, the freaking um, Wayne Enterprise exists in this universe, but what if it's belongs to Thomas Wayne and maybe you know this is the universe where Thomas Wayne survived? I don't know. I guess Gotham over Fox would you know be pissed off if uh, if suddenly Thomas Wayne shows up on this show. But then, no, but it's yeah, it's only ten seconds. So there's not much we can really say about it. But you know, hey, you know, new footage is always appreciated, and you know, I got so I was just like. I took like an hour thinking about like, huh, why would he need a symbol? Like it would flash s- signal in the sky. I'm like, I don't, I don't get this. It's
2: well, m- to m- quote m- Oliver m- maybe, maybe, from... maybe,
0: maybe he's using his police department connections.
2: Yeah. Something like that. Or, uh, uh, Oliver Queen in the first one in the fir- in the pilot episode tells Barry that he can be the hero that Oliver was never able to be, that he could be a symbol of hope. And so maybe it's less maybe it's maybe it's more like the dark mark, like after he saves a scene, they flash the signal to be like, yeah, yeah, guys, the flash saved us. We're cool. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what they do or it'd be really convenient if maybe that flash signal was saying Star City. And so if Star City needs help, you know, they, they can put out the flash signal and. Someone will see it from hundred miles away. I don't know.
1: I like that better, actually. That
2: Felicity makes it.
1: No, no, Cisco would make it. Yeah, but uh, but is that are are those all of our news?
2: That is all of our news. It is time to move on
1: to the thing that we. Yeah, to the multiverse as well as Earth Two. So. Let's start with the big question, Matt, because um, you know this is basically where me and Amy we we get comfortable, and we're just gonna lean back and listen to all the great knowledge you're gonna tell us because, you know, I only know like maybe two percent of what the, what multiverse is since, you know, getting into the comic books back in twenty eleven. But let's just start with a simple question. How did the concept of multiverse as well as Earth Two come into the DC universe?
0: Well, back in the nineteen sixties, DC and you know, they and and to an extent, I guess part of the nineteen fifties as well, they they sort of refreshed all of their vintage superheroes that had been around mm-hmm. since nineteen thirty eight. Uh, so, you know, so Batman, Superman, uh, the Justice Society of America, Hawkman, uh, Wonder Woman, of course, and and, and many more. Uh, and when they refreshed them, they had these new bright contemporary outlooks and new costumes. And there was a problem because, you know, people still remember the old heroes and they wanted to, you know, and so they were like, well, like, you know, hey, I remember these, you know, read these when I was a kid in the 1940s. And why is why is this Flash wearing a... A jumpsuit. Where is his helmet? <laughs> and uh, you know, or why? What's 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 this Green Lantern have to do with space? You know, you know, it's supposed to be a magic lantern. Uh, so, so what? What DC did is they they created Earth Two uh, to basically explain how you know what they call the Silver Age versions of these heroes, the heroes that we know, could exist at the same time with their original cr- characters. You know, the, their, their their original versions, and you know that that began. What is essentially the the multi the beginnings of the multiverse? It seeded it over at DC Comics, and it sort of stayed that way because apparently you know there were about uh, mm-hmm. four or five basically different Earths uh, in 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 the DC in the DC comic universe uh, up until as we talked about the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, when everything sort of got pushed together into one, and a lot of people were pushed out and got sort of erased or died or. Uh, you know, were melded into the same, the same uh, existence. So, but Earth 2 is, uh, you know, it's, it's the home of, you know, the, the classic Jay Garrick, you know, the, the Flash, uh, you know, with the, the boots and the sort of the Doughboy helmet with the lightning bolts on it. And you've got uh, the Green Lantern with the cape and, uh, you know, you've got, you know, this, you know, basically all the, all the DC heroes that were famous during the World War two era. I mean, so, I mean, just like, sort of like, you know, the Seven Soldiers of Victories and, and all of those. And, and it was nice and it worked out really well and uh, until at least until crisis on infinite earth. But, you know, there's always been an audience uh, and, a, and, a, and a market for these, these, uh, these characters. And so DC is not foolish. They realize that people will buy these comics You know, so you had like all-star squadron, then you have the justice society of America, you know, <laughs> being rebooted uh, as well and having its own series. And, but it's just, you know, it was a way to sort of have everything going on without having to worry about it. And, you know, so you could, you could have people, you could have the, you know, the original Superman, you know, or, or, or the, the original Hawkman, uh, exists in a different world while the modern Hawkman, uh, was, you know, member of the justice league with, uh, with, with Hawkgirl. So, but it all has to come to an end. It all has to come to an end. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and it did, like I said, with crisis on infinite earth and, Combining everything into the one universe. Uh, I mean, and some of those characters from the Earth 2 survived. You know, this thing was Power Girl, Jay Garrick, the original Flash, and Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern. Uh, Lois Lane from Earth 2 survived that one. So did uh, uh, a character called Alexander Luther Jr., who was from Earth 3. And then, of course, there was the Superboy from Earth Prime. He survived as well. Uh, I mean, but, So
2: the it, Crisis on Infinite Earth... Is the general idea that there are so many different alternate universes trying to occupy the same space in space time that ultimately only one of them can survive?
0: Well, not so much that it was just that it was basically you had the the, the villain was was the Anti Monitor, and uh, it was it was it was DC's effort. they were, basically they they were of the mind we have we have too many. You know, <laughs> it's 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 getting kind of hard to manage everything, uh, and we got to clean it up. You know, it's you know we got to but we want to do it in a way that's going to make it really cool. <laughs> so, you know, so, so they basically, they had this guy who was going across all these different, uh, 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 realities and consuming it and killing everything. I mean, everything, nobody survived. Uh, you know, one unit, you know, this one university would show up, consumed it and just, and then, and, it, but word finally got out. And so, you know, Harbinger was hitting across these different universes, trying to warn people, and so each each issue was just devastation upon devastation upon devastation as worlds worlds fell and heroes died, and, and you know the heroes that were left banded together to make a last stand, um, and uh, it's uh, you know so
2: so some nice light reading,
0: uh, uh, yeah yeah it's it's, a, it's very it's very very up peppy stuff, but but it was also really good because I mean it was you know it was it really signified you know the what you could do with a maxi series because it was 12 issues. So it lasted a whole year. And of course, you know, it ran across in you know, it's in different titles as well. And it really set the stage for everything. Uh, but you know, it, it also, it was a chance to revisit it too, because I mean, you know, later on there was a series called uh, infinite crisis and some of the survivors of, of, of crisis, you know, they, they wanted to sort of create a perfect world and, go back and bring some of these people back and get them back in, into, uh, into history. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, even then, it's also very convoluted. So, but, uh, and then, of course, all of this was kind of tossed out with you know, the baby with the bathwater, uh, you know, with, with the new 52. <laughs> and, uh, so the new
2: 52 it's... crisis on infinite Earth essentially didn't happen.
0: Well, in a sense, yes and no, because it's also Flashpoint was, you know, the end point of the DC universe before going into the new 52. So it's, uh, um, you know, the great thing about comics is while there are laws of physics, they are routinely ignored. <laughs> 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 uh, sort, sort of the same with the time stream. It's uh, routinely ignored and uh, just sort of manipulated. <laughs> so, but, uh, and uh, it's just, you know, it's a great way to sort of, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, to have fun with the heroes that should be in their graves, but are so much fun that you still want to buy comics about them. So that's why you have these multiple Earths. So <laughs>
1: you mean, uh, Oh, sorry, I was. I just wanted to add that you mentioned um, Harbinger, uh, and um, to, for Arrow fans out there, interesting, um, Harbinger is actually Lila Michaels. So, um, so it's kind of funny that you know the the character we're seeing on Arrow, who is Diggle's wife, was essentially one of the biggest characters in the storyline. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. That shall come to play soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's 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 all going quiet. Yeah. Alternate Lila. Uh Light Lila alternate.
2: <laughs> l- the, alternate
1: l-
0: alternate Lila. L- alternate
2: Lila. L- l- there we go. So okay. and,
0: and, ba- and so basically to, to travel between these different sort of realities these, you know Earth 2 Earth one uh, the, you know the zooniverse things like that you, know, you could sort of vibrate really quickly like the flash could do this you know he could vibrate and pierce the barrier and show up in, you know into the next world uh, you know uh, one of them uh, I know Superboy prime uh, he was actually able, he was able to use his fists and punch punch a hole. <laughs> into the barrier to get to one world, so okay. and uh, you know some people could fly, you know, just go really super fast and somehow you know connect in. You know, there was also you know, the use of magics and mysticism as well. So, but so that that's where it stands now. When you know we just got done with the new fifty two, but what did survive was Earth two, uh, and which was a great thing because. Yeah, you know, I always enjoyed the Earth too. I always enjoyed those heroes. I enjoyed reading about the All Star Squadron and the Justice Society of America, and and a lot of people may remember the Justice Society of America being mentioned in the Smallville series. You know, we had characters like Star Girl, uh, and Hourman, uh, and and others, and Hawk,
1: uh, and Hawkman, and yeah, that was that was a phenomenal two-part uh, episode by Jeff Johns.
0: Yeah, it was it was one of my favorites. It was uh, it was actually the one that you know because my wife said, you know, you need to sit down and watch this series, and I'm ah, not really, I you know. I want to see the guy with the cage because now he sit down and just watch these two episodes. And I sat down and I watched him and you know, next Lies, thing, you know, Lies we Lies. owned, we owned all the DVD, you know, we had all the DVD sets for every season <laughs> shortly thereafter and we're going through them. So, but mm-hmm. during, during, during the new 52, uh, you know, the DC had two series. It was basically, uh, uh, there was earth two and there was world's finest. And, uh, you know, the, the earth two series, it focused on, it focused on an alternate world where Superman and Batman and wonder woman were there, but to repel an invasion by apocalypse, they gave their lives. And those three were the only ones who were sort of meta humans. They were the only powered people. Uh, and so when they died, it was a world without heroes, but in steps, uh, Supergirl and, uh, And what, uh, you know, basically Robin, who is Helena Wayne, who was, uh, the daughter of Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle, uh, you know, AKA Catwoman and Batwoman or Catwoman and Batman. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they, then they bring in the flash who's Jake Eric and they bring in Hawkgirl, then they bring in Green Lantern and then Mr. Terrific joins in. And so, and then Dr. Fate and then Adam and then Sandman, who's not the Sandman we know, (laughs) you know, then Mr. Miracle and Big Barda and... They're all there, and it, you know, they 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 start banding together to protect this world. And there's, you know, a, another version of Superman called Val Zod. Uh, so he's a, you know, he's a he's a Kryptonian and a childhood friend of Power Girl. So, and it's set part and parcel separate from you know the the Earth that everyone knows of DC. So, and they don't really cross over, but. <laughs> It also call comes to an end uh, as part of convergence because Darkseid has got his heart set on earth too and consuming it so and uh everything is just it just it just goes to goes to pot awful fast i mean it's just it's just it's depressing it's you know every issue is like. Who dies next? <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, who? What's going to happen to you know this person? I mean, like Dick Grayson, you know, he's he, he never becomes Nightwing. He's a journalist who's married to Barbara Gordon, who's a cop. And guess who gets killed in the invasion? Barbara Gordon. No, so, no. I Mabs. Mean, uh, it's yeah, it's you know, Wonder Woman has a daughter with Steppenwolf, and her name is Fury, and <laughs> she's a villain. And then she. And she realizes no i'm doing wrong i've got to be on the hero's side and and it just oh it just you know and then you know like i said you know bruce wayne was dead but you know but there was still the batman you know why because it was his dad thomas wayne
1: so it's like come on i think we just jump from flashpoint to Convergence, then back to back to flashpoint then the crisis and like i, I completely got lost there for a second so let's let's kind it, of
2: that's, let's that, kind that, of that's,
0: that's that's how complicated it is because yeah. that's why it's a multiverse i mean because there's so many possibilities
2: but then we look at what the TV show can do and realistically they need to to make it a little bit more streamlined not only for a more accessible audience but i mean it, the, the flash has a very intelligent audience the cw's audience is is growing in in its kind of capacity and what they can handle you know and so they're willing to take on some pretty difficult topics and i could see them really exploring but i don't see them going more beyond earth one and earth two. So let's talk about how they connect and how the speed force comes into play. Because we saw a little bit at the end of season one of how Barry Allen essentially had to run really fast so that he could connect the alternate universe to, or so rather that he could go back in time to save his mom. But in doing so, he was actually entering an alternate universe in which his mom is never saved. And so it, it comes up in this, it has this very crazy continuity. So can you kind of explain how the speed force plays into the ability of Barry to travel and how that affected what Harrison Wells was able to do?
0: Well, yeah, you know, the, the speed force is sort of this, this unifying field theory in a sense. I mean, you know, it's there and if you can navigate it, you can utilize it to go anywhere at any point at any time. And of course, only the people who can go really, really, really fast can access it. So I, I, you know, I think that's, that's how we're going to see Earth 2 even more is because we're going to see that he's going to be able to go sort of cross the barrier by using the speed force. But you have to wonder, is there going to be a price for this, you know, is it going to, is it going to eat away at him? Or is it going to sort of tear away at the, the, the fabric of the reality of his world and, and the other earth? I mean, I remember, you know, in the build up to, to the first series, you know, I remember one of the preview images, you know, sort of showed what looked to be like newspapers from the flashpoint comic book series, mm-hmm. you know, you know, with ruins and, you know, what's going on. And I, and I wonder if maybe I'm wondering if maybe that's part of the arc, you know, because of him crossing over, You know, if 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 it keeps on doing so, and of course, what's got me even more intrigued is you know this little preview image they dropped. It was it a week or so ago, where they essentially recreated the cover to Flash one twenty three, which is the Immortal, the Flash of Two Worlds, which is where. All
1: the all the feels for that image. I like I cried so hard for that because it was just so iconic and well well done. I saw it and I was at work and I, I looked at
0: a, co- a couple of my colleagues and said, "Excuse me, I, I got to go outside for a minute. They said, well, I, I, I really got to go geek out really hard. And if I don't leave here and, and don't do it outside, I don't think I'm going to be able to get anything else done for the rest of the day because I'm just going to be looking at this picture all day." And they're like, "What is this?" And it's this. They go, "What's that?" So don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, but it's going to be awesome. So, but it, because you know they captured it, it's it's perfect. It's you know it's a living representation of that co- of the cover of that comic book. It's you know, I was like, oh you know, to me that, that if, if there was if if anyone had any doubt whatsoever about the you know, the veracity of the Flash uh, as the best comic book on TV, then this this has to seal that, that image had to seal it. That that, that was it that's it's bona fides and there's no way anyone can ever say it's not it's not capturing the spirit of the Flash comics because it, it clearly is and then some. So but so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just be kind of curious to see, you know, what's this going to happen? So is, uh, you know, is, you know uh, what what sort of uh, are we going to get more and more of Jake Eric? Are we going to see explorations of Earth 2? And if so, would we see some of these heroes from Earth 2? I mean, you know, what about would there be the, the Alan Scott Green Lantern on Earth 2 who might be seen? I mean, maybe a Power Girl. I mean, obviously, you know, it's what they said. There's not going to be any crossover between Supergirl and the other shows, right? Well, but not not so far. They they are they're, yeah, they're being yet. very coy about. It. I think. Well, you know, then why not why not Power Girl? Because Power Girl is a Kryptonian, <laughs> and she's on Earth too. So I mean, that, you know, who knows? We could see that. That would be fun. So, I
1: oh sorry, gone.
2: Well, I'm I'm thinking. Um, we keep kind of throwing out some of these uh, titles, and one of the things that kind of for 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 people who are listening who may not you know have the opportunity to read the Flashpoint comic or for people who who aren't you know necessarily if comics are not there the actual comic books are not necessarily the Form of media that they enjoy most, which is not, you know, I, I growing up was, did not read comic books because I, I read them too quickly. I, I didn't, I was like, okay, I just read it in 30 seconds. Why, you know, why would I do that anymore? Whereas I prefer a TV show where I can explore a little bit more. It wasn't until I was older that I understood how to read comics and how to really enjoy it more than just dialogue, 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 done. But so let's kind of explain the basic premise of Flashpoint because that's essentially what happens in this idea. In many ways, that's what happens in the finale of The Flash that is revealed. But I also want to point out one of the big topics, which is that in the Flashpoint comic, Harrison Wells exists outside of time. And I kind of was hoping you could explain that, Matt, and how that might play into what we're seeing now and maybe we have a character who does exist outside of time.
0: Well, I think, you know, in Flashpoint, it's, it was a five-issue miniseries and it signaled the end of the DC universe and sort of served as the bridge to the new 52. And this is back in May through September of 2011. And Barry Allen, he awakes, uh, you know, in Central City, but everything is, is it's off. You know, it's almost like the first time you go to Canada, you know, everything seems the same, but doesn't seem the same. Uh, and that's what he's seeing. I mean, you know, you know, Citizen Cold is is a hero. Um, you know, his 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 mom is a al- you know Barry Allen's mom is alive. His dad is dead, and uh, you know, there there is no Flash. There's no Justice League. There's no Superman. Uh, you know, there's, there's
1: no West Allen. That's the worst part of the whole storyline. Of <laughs> that Iris and Barry are not together, and it's heartbreaking. I I couldn't take it. I'm sorry. I just had to point it out. Well, that's understandable. That's understandable.
0: And, and what happens is that ultimately, what 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 is revealed is that uh, the reverse flash created all of this by going back in time, uh, you know, to prevent the killing of uh, Mary Allen's mother. And then, as a result, uh, you know, Barry takes the entire Speed Force within him. To stop his mortal enemy, you know, to stop you know, Aobard uh, Thawns Flash, and that that shatters that shatters history, it it, it, it destroys it. So, uh, and, so and Eobard
2: he, tries to go back in time to kill Barry's mom to prevent the Flash from coming into existence.
0: Oh, he didn't try. He does. He,
2: he does, he, and then Barry go, goes back. He, to he save goes, his
0: mom. yeah, because Alan is going. You know. Because what what he says is he, he tells he tells Alan that Barry himself creates the flashpoint timeline mm-hmm. because he goes back in time to stop Thawne to stop the Reverse Flash from killing Barry's mother. To do this, Barry summoned the entire Speed Force. You know, took it all in, and it was just too much. And it you know, it made him into this living living to this living paradox. So and. Uh, you know, which which meant that basically, it's you know it it recalibrates time. You know, and 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 Thawne says, you know, Thawne in the comic is telling Barry, you know, you know. I, I reset your internal vibrations so you know so now you know what's happened now now you know what was and now you know what is and now you what now you know what will not be because of what is because of what was and what was done all right it's like it's like a you know it's you don't it's need paradox. legal you don't need legal weed folks you can just read this and you'll get the same effect all right and it's, so, uh, it's and ahead, so Matt. it's it's I mean yeah, you know it, it basically it basically, it is. It sets up a paradox, because, you know, I mean, he can, you know, you know, Flash can now be killed without having to worry about his own, you know, uh, the Flash can die now without the reverse Flash having to worry about his own existence. Mm-hmm. But what happens is,
1: <laughs> yay Batman, is <laughs> uh,
0: B- B- Batman kills him with a sword. <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> or, or depending on what, uh, which you know, in the movie, in the animated movie, he like he goes, berserk and just shoots the guy in the head. So, 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 so
0: then, then,
1: ultimately, what happens is
0: Barry, Barry travels back in time, uh, merges with his earlier self to try to stop Thon. and while he's doing this time traveling, while you know while he's running so fast, he can see three different timelines. You know, what is basically the New Earth, the the Earth of the Vertigo comics, and the Earth of the Wildstorm comics. And he meets somebody who later turns out to be Pandora. who says that the world was split into three uh, because of an impending threat. And now the three have to be reunited to combat this impending threat. So, so basically DC, Vertigo, and Wildstorm universes are pushed back together into one. Creating a brand new universe, which is the new 52. And then Barry wakes up, <laughs> much like the start of Flashpoint, and remembers everything. But then. Uh, He's back
2: into by. the world where the Flash exists. His mom is dead. Right. And.
0: Which, Bruce which Wayne. is. You know, is which is which is the new fifty-two, and of course, and it ends. It's actually a really nice way to end it, and you, you got to applaud Jeff Johns for this. Oh yeah, I cried uh, just on reading that comment page because you know but what what happens is that Barry has a letter from Thomas Wayne because Tom in Flashpoint Thomas Wayne is Batman because it was Bruce Wayne and Martha Wayne who were killed, and Thomas survived, and so with you know when Barry away you know Barry has a letter that Thomas had written, uh, you know, to Bruce, to Bruce. And so Bruce Barry gives Bruce this letter and, you know, and, and you see Batman cry, <laughs> which rarely happens in no, the universe. It's, yeah. Seldom if ever, uh, you know, and, be, you know, because you know, he didn't remember it because, you know, this is, this was before the timeline was reset. So, and it's, uh, that's how it ends. And that leads into what, what was the new 52 and which kind of still exists now, even amid the new DCU stuff that's going on, you know some of the, the like the Justice League, uh, Batman, Detective Flash—they're they're still ongoing, so it's all good. But yeah, it's there's a lot so of books. There's a lot of books. I say that you should read because they're important. Flashpoint is one of those books you should read. Is it's, really it is really good. Oh yeah, no. it's you don't even have to be a fan of the show or a big fan of the show or a big fan of comics. This is a because you. Most everyone is familiar with you know the, the you know the 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 great A heroes of the DC universe. They know who they are. This gives you some an, an unusual uh, vantage point and an unusual look of sort of a, it's almost like you know a a what if or a what could be or a what what have, what, what could have been and and it, it's all it all gets rolled into one. It's just and it's it's not as complicated as I'm making it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's,
2: but essentially, it, it's,
0: it's it's very thoroughly superbly entertaining
2: essentially what you're saying is that, and as I understand the flashpoint comic and with what you said, and after I read it, is that essentially Barry Allen goes back in time to save his mom in doing so. He creates this totally effed up, excuse my French alternate universe. And eventually to keep that alternate universe from basically imploding. Cause all of the, cause you've got Aquaman and wonder woman literally battling each other and trying to destroy the world. Um, to, to try to correct all the damage that he's done, Barry then goes back in time to essentially stop himself from trying to save his mother, who was trying to be killed by Eobard. Is that correct? That's like a really streamlined version?
0: Yes. Yeah, okay. that's really, really <laughs> well done. And you so deserve an award for that. <laughs>
1: and the, and the but, team choice thing- award for best explained storyline goes to Amy
2: Rick. <laughs> <laughs> oh! to out... Is that that is essentially what happens in the finale of The Flash, but in a little bit more streamlined of a streamline? Essentially, Barry Allen goes back in time to save his mom, but another Barry Allen stops him and says, "No, you can't." And he, our Barry Allen, understands that to mean that something bad will happen if he tries to save his save his mom. Presumably, this totally effed up alternate flashpoint universe And so we can assume that at one point or another the flashpoint universe happens but that Barry Allen that we see in the room with the white sigil telling our Barry Allen to stop knows that that universe is going to be effed up. So instead of in in, in the flashpoint comic they converge into one character. I think for simplicity's sake they made them two different Barry Allens but you know we have that white Sigil Barry Allen telling our Barry Allen to to stop because things are going to get bad if you try to save your mom. So it's like, essentially they did that. And now it makes sense sort of why they have this wormhole is if what you're saying, Matt, is that in the flashpoint that causes the speed force to basically implode upon itself. That uh, now that's so
0: implode, but like, like maybe like buckle or, you know, or bend or stretch to, you know, like really get to that point. Like we've got a swimsuit that you've had too long because the elasticity is gone. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it just, it just, yeah, it just stresses it immensely
2: it's an aneurysm i'm going to be really medically it's basically a a a, a, a metaphorical aneurysm that's a great um, way to. You,
0: that's actually that's a really good way yeah because it basically it, you know it it's it, it pops it bursts you know it's it's it loses structural integrity so and
2: so that's something that's basically happening at the end of season one with the big tornado in the sky that could possibly be worse Tony Stark and the Chatari come out. Uh,
1: um, oh my God. This is like the first <laughs> Avengers compared to, Like this, you're the third person this week who's been like, you know, comparing to the Avengers. I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it it's, does though.
2: You got to admit it. I kind of expected the Chatari to come out yeah, but, and Tony yeah, Stark but, to be like, Oh, well, hold on guys. Yeah, <laughs> wrong, Bar- wrong place, wrong time.
1: Yeah, but Barry Allen is cooler than Iron Man. So uh, I am <laughs> I miss saying, um, no, but like, I, we, we don't know how, if the universe has changed, that much when we get back in season two and so on because and and one thing i wanted to ask about like um amy when you, when you were talking about them the, the berry that um that our flash was seeing do with the even right red, red even redder suit um do you do you looking at him as future future berry or are you looking at him as like a berry from another earth
2: I I saw him as a future future berry now that we know that his sigil in the second season is t- going to turn white but it could be a berry from earth 2. So I think we're probably getting a little bit too speculatory. I do this about multiverses. This happens all the time whenever I talk about multiverses. So let's 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 kind of get back on the topic of earth 2 because we know for a fact that they're bringing in earth 2. So what what are the main characters in earth two that are different than our universe right now? And how could they play into what we have in a second season, realistically for the TV show?
0: Well, I mean, we could always go super big. Uh, you could always go with like a Superman style character who would be Valzad, who is, uh, he's, he's, he's a black Kryptonian. And, uh, he was, uh, he was the last of his house when his parents were executed on Krypton. So he becomes friends with Kara Zor-El who is power girl. So, I mean, conceivably if, if we, if we do a lot of cross culture, you know, cross explorations like this and we, we could see them, you know, whether or not they want to go that big, who knows? I mean, I, I would, I would expect to see along the lines more perhaps, uh, uh, you know, power girl, uh, or even, uh, uh, the huntress who, uh, is, uh, uh, Gotta get all these names correct because <laughs> there's so many of them. Uh, because the hunt- Huntress is the daughter of Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle, uh, so you know, and she's initially the Robin. So we might we might could see Huntress and Power Girl, which would sort of be uh, in itself an homage to the Birds of Prey comic book and the Birds of Prey TV show. Except you know it's set on the Earth on, on Earth Two, uh, definitely we know we're going to see Jake Eric if, if that that photo teases anything to go by. I mean we we have to now we can't have an Earth Two and not have Jake Eric on. And us. he
2: has been cast, correct? Yeah. Ted, or we we yeah, definitely we heard t- at Comic Con.
1: Yeah. No, we we we, uh, we talked about it on the on the post Comic Con episode. Teddy series from Matters of the Sex will be will be playing Jay Garrigan. And yes, he will be from Earth 2 because, um, you know, if you remember, you know, that that um, that helmet came out of that, um, the wormhole and that was essentially like a, a, a hint towards, you know, that he, yeah, it's Earth 2 and this is the beginning of what we're seeing on Earth 2. Um, so yeah, he's going to be, he's the beginning of Earth 2 and I'm still wondering if the Atoms matter that we're going to meet in the season premiere is also from Earth 2 because he could either be from Earth 2 or he could be the one who Supposedly died in the particle accelerator incident um, because he was name dropped in the se- in the first season. But um, but yeah, no, but yeah, of course, Jay Garrick is going to be from Earth too. And uh, I wonder if if in that universe, if it's going to be like in the like in the Golden Age where you know Barry was inspired. You know, in in Barry's world, Jay Garrick was you know a comic book character. So I'm wondering if in Jay's Earth if Barry is a complicated dare and that's where he got, get his inspiration become the flash. Mm-hmm. That could be a, that could be a possibility. I mean, you know, it's, you, you can't rule anything
0: out, especially with Jeff Johns, uh, being involved with this show because he's, he knows his history. He knows oh, his yeah. DC mm-hmm. history and, and clearly, you know, given his love, uh, for, for the flash, uh, you know, he, he you know, he really cut his teeth, uh, revitalizing the flash for DC comics. Uh, He's going to do everything he can to sort of, you know, craft a love letter <laughs> to Jay Garrick and, and the concept of the Flash, you know, both both
1: on Earth-2 and Earth-1 and, you know, anywhere else. So. Well, we do have also Greg Blanton and Andrew Kreisberg, who are, you know, they're major Flash fans. So, and Kreisberg is, you know, he's a comic writer himself. So, you know, yeah, they, you know, they, they will think about those small things. I think that's why they put together that homage, homage um, cover of um, issue one, two, three. Oh, yeah, you know who I'd
2: so. love to see from Earth, too? I love uh, Zatara and his daughter, Zatanna. We- oh, I-, oh yes.
1: I love them, too.
2: I would love to see them. But, of course, that's magic.
1: Well, Constantine so, is coming in, so it's see, not... See, that's the
2: thing. Now that we have Constantine in and we have that level of magic, I wonder if that opens the door for us to, to bring in Zatanna and um
1: Zatara. I thought you said Santana. Zatara
2: and Santana. I, I thought we
1: go. Of, I thought of the Glee character first when you first said Z- Santana. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, but here's yeah. the, the only thing that could stop the show or you know, the CW being able to use Santana is the Just League Dark movie. Which is, you know, could be the reason why we're only getting John Constantine for one episode and um, although Gilmore Gilmo Toro did drop out, out of the project, so maybe that part is gonna take a back seat, so you know, I would love to set Satana and Satara on um on the flag. Heck, you know what? Even though Mark Pedowitz has said that there won't be any more spin offs, you know that's BS in my opinion because there's told you know, if these shows are successful, then why not get a fourth one? I would love a magic based show. You know, we, and also, Amy, remember Vixen is coming in just a few days. You know, she's magic. So, you know, we have all these magic elements to play with already.
2: This reminds me of, you mentioned spin offs. So, real fast, because we're running out of time, because we could talk about this for a really we, long we, time. We can
1: go for 70 minutes, fine. But before we do, <laughs> before, before
0: you do that, just I got two words for you on Earth, too. Just just two words. Well three. Dinah Drake Lance. Oh well
1: she's on the show already. The
0: original the original Black Canary is from Earth
1: 2. Ooh. Who would they cast as uh because they wouldn't put, you know, I don't think Alex Kingston would play, you know, another version of herself. I think it would you know probably be another Rosamund Pike. Yeah, yeah, she'd, I be could
2: little, see that. she'd be a little
0: should be a little older. But you need somebody who can easily capture that that forties fifties sort of glamour.
2: Ooh, now that oh, that'd be that would be that would be. I excellent. want
0: I want an Earth Two TV show. And and one um. one other one other thing, Johnny Quick. Ooh, why don't have three speeds? I do
2: not know stop. Johnny Quick.
1: Oh, <laughs> Johnny Quick. Yeah, Johnny 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 Quick. <laughs> Did
0: you Johnny quick. did you
1: see Johnny... what Amy did there? She said, "Explain Johnny, comma, quick." <laughs> that
2: Johnny, wasn't what I intended, Johnny, but that is an excellent Johnny, use Johnny of punctuation. Quick.
1: Johnny
0: Quick was drafted into the All Star Squadron during World War II because he he mastered the power of super speed by reciting the mathematical formula three x two nine y z four a, and somehow, it you know gave him super speed, and he was inspired by the original Flash, so he called himself Johnny Quick. So. I mean,
1: he wasn't as fast as Jake Eric, So, but, you never know. It's a possibility. I can sense all the way from here that Amy is just like, she's going to her happy place right now, seeing all these universes and Earth and all the potential and the possibilities. You know, there's also in Teen Titans Future End, there's a,
0: uh, you know, set about, you know, a few years in the future, there's a a blonde woman from Earth 2 who takes the mantle of... Kid Flash.
2: <laughs> so, one of the things I wanted to to kind of bring up because we mentioned about spinoffs. So, real quickly, how does Vandal Savage and Rip Hunter and the Legends of Tomorrow? How do these time travelers and what are they calling themselves? The, time not the Hooligans, the Time Masters. Thank you. <laughs> how are the Time Masters? Because I keep thinking time lords. Like, I listened to it and I was like, that's very Doctor Who, but okay. So, how do the time masters plan everything? Because we have alternate universes, but we also have time travel. And one of the things I wanted to clarify when they do time travel, is it wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, where it doesn't really matter what they do? It just happens. Does it create an alternate slip, like an alternate timeline? So, like, if I go back and change my past so that I make it so that I never have my brother, do I create an entire alternate universe? Or does you're, that affect the
0: current? You're, well, you're creating a quantum, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're going into quantum mechanics with that. You know, I think what they would do with the, with, uh, with, you know, with Rip Hunter and crew is they would stay in, in like on Earth 1 and go up and down the, the, the Earth 1 time stream. But, you know, there's nothing that would stop them from being plunged into Earth 2. And then could they explore Earth 2 back and forth? And then conceivably could they go back and mess something up in Earth 2 and thus alter Earth 2? Or do the same at Earth One, and somehow, some way, maybe combine the two and lead into fla- uh, you know some sort of Flashpoint esque style episode. Who well, because it
2: seems to me that when when Wells was getting into his literally time machine to travel, it doesn't sound to me like he's traveling to the future. He said he was traveling to get back to his regular. I think, I think timeline, world. essentially. I
1: think he said, like, he kept saying, you know, in my world, so on in so on. In his
2: world. So I feel like he, because remember, he said that by by killing Nora, he created an alternate universe in which he creates the Flash Um, in this universe, and that the universe that he's living in now, and that we saw on the show, is nothing that he could predict, because it's not something that ha- he's seen before, because he literally created an entire new Slipstream, I guess, so to speak. Well,
0: well, that would that would bring in the the, the whole concept, and perhaps, and you know, instead of you know Earth Two being a separate reality, it's actually just a, a split in the time stream.
1: You know, that it's, to it's,
2: me makes the most sense.
1: That would work a I lot mean, better in a TV structure, basically, because um, you know, like if one if you have one alternative reality, then gets cut into another. Like it's it would be an endless loop, basically. So I think it would, but
0: I mean, but and something like that would also give us the possibility, you know, the it would give us the I can't believe I'm going to say this, it would give us the more realistic notion. <laughs> of A the realistic of,
2: of, notion about time travel?
0: Of a paradox wherein, you know, for example, uh, the Barry Flash that we know, the Barry Allen that we know is no longer the Barry Allen who is the Flash because, you know, uh, somebody has gone back in time and messed up and prevented him from being uh, coated with the chemicals. <laughs> Perhaps somebody else gets coated with the chemicals
1: and all of a sudden it's like, What? So. They send back me instead, and I become the Flash.
2: I think it's just it has so much possibility, and I'm just really excited to see to see where it goes. And I, you mentioned Matt that maybe they might bring in the Flashpoint concept. I, I'm thinking about Fringe, where every episode 19 was.
0: That's a really good way, Amy, to describe what the the multiverse is. That's a really good way, actually. Yeah, I just wanted... it's, it's it's like Fringe. You're looking into a parallel universe.
2: Yes. But what I what what I was saying is episode 19 of Fringe every season was this kind of weird off the wall sort of not really a normal episode like one episode it was animated the other episode it was like one of the characters was telling a child a story and all of our main characters were like playing in the story but it was in like noir Hollywood so it was this they were that kind of these weird not really in continuity episodes that existed in continuity but had kind of interesting concepts around them i would be totally thrilled if one episode in one or two episodes in the series they did the flashpoint comic or they did a what would have happened if barry had saved his mom that at the end of the finale and then watch that develop watch barry figure it out and watch him as the flash with the white sigil Go back in time and stop himself from saving his mom. I think that would be a, an excellent one or two part episode to throw in there. Maybe not right away, but down the line, because when they could really explore alternate characters and play around with it. Um, but th- th- that that w- that was just that's just me thinking that it would be really fun to eventually see the Flashpoint comic come into fruition on the screen.
1: Oh, I think it will. I think that as you know, because. As we get closer to seeing the end of Arrow, you know, in maybe you know, maybe two more years. I think by season six or seven, it might be done, and so as Flash gets further into its run, and you know, whatever other shows maybe fall after that, I think they will use Flashpoint at some point to kind of like you know restructure the CWDC universe to kind of like make things a little bit easier for them moving forward. You know, to kind of keep that franchise going on uh, the TV screen. But also, something I would also like to bring up is you know the fact that. It you know, a few mo- two months ago, when they released um, when they released um, the the DC t- DC Trinity for EW commu- for Entertainment Weekly, we get the first mention of the cinematic universe for DC being called DC Extended Universe, and that has a lot of people believing that maybe one day we will see the TV universe, not, maybe not merge into one, but there are going to be crossovers like. Crisis on Infinite Earths and whatnot, and, you know, the fact that they're calling it Extended Universe. Um, I don't think it's because they want to avoid sounding like Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think it's because they're hinting that they're going to have crossovers with, with multiple interpretations. So, um, I, I was just wondering what your, what your opinions on, were on, on that, Matt. Like, you know, if, um, if that's something you, you think we will actually make, maybe see at some point. Well, privy as I am to the showrunner's knowledge and plans, <laughs> ah, exclu- exclusive knowledge coming right here. At...
0: Yeah, at this point, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past anybody to do anything, because that's the beauty of these quantum mechanical paradox, time, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, everything, is that it's going to open up the doors up to endless possibilities. Exactly. And it's but, almost like it's almost like they could do something in one episode and then go back and retcon it the next well, episode they did. if they wanted to. <laughs> but, I mean, they could do it willy-nilly now.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what's so fun about that. That's why I, I – actually, I think, Matt, we had this discussion once about how you did not like Star Trek Voyager because they did all the time travel stuff where they all kept dying and you're like, really, how many times can you kill the characters? Oh,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, because, yeah, you, you know, you and I did have that discussion. It's also where we found out we have a mutual uh, appreciation for
2: – Star Trek Enterprise.
0: Yes, <laughs> and Archer, <laughs> but
2: and Archer and Captain Archer, and how fantastic he is! But but one of the things that I love about the time travel and alternate universe factors is not necessarily. I I get a little bit really frustrated about how oh great you killed him, but now he's back. So where does the repercussions of death go? That can get a little bit annoying, and and you know it lessens the effect of death ultimately. But for me, it is really fun to explore different facets of a character. To look at how a character may be in a different universe if their circumstances were a little bit different. To maybe explore the dark side of a character. Explore the, uh, you know, maybe maybe I-, I could imagine an alternate universe in which Caitlin Snow, maybe as Killer Frost, is also incredibly sociable maybe she has like maybe she's the popular girl maybe she's not the science girl you know get to see Caitlyn snow as a as a super popular girl or cisco is like a, a jock or you know play around with the different ideas get a little bit more in depth see um see a barry allen who who never met iris who never hmm. you know i'm gonna met... have to step
1: away for a second i that.
0: Bet... <laughs> see that's that's the appeal of this whole thing and which is why mm. it's a wonderful writing tool and a wonderful writing prompt is it's It can be the littlest things, and it it lets us indulge in that thing that everyone, I don't care who you are, often considers of what would have happened if I had done this, Mm -hmm. or what if I had gone left instead of going to the right, or what if I had talked to that girl I saw across the room, or what if I, you know, what if I didn't put the brakes on in time, you know, or what if I had driven to work instead of taking the bus? These what ifs, these what ifs, these what ifs that we can you know that we are fascinated by but that we that if we're not careful would consume us Mm
2: -hmm. to the
0: point of not being able to function
2: well and i think that's i i have been wondering since the finale if that might be where we end up going with barry allen because i mean the entire the entire finale is him wondering do i do this do i go back do i look at the repercussions of what i do and ignore any consequences. But now that he has, has not saved his mom, he trusted essentially himself who told himself not to save his mom. But if that were me, I'd be sitting there going, well, why? Obviously that person was me and I trust myself, but what would have happened if I saved my mom? What, what, what would have existed? And that I think might be something that really affects Barry for the duration of the next season, or at least for the first part, is what if I had saved my mom? What if uh, I I hadn't stopped, you know, at, at that moment? What if I hadn't turned away? What would have happened? What really would have been the bad parts, you know? Who, would it really have been so bad if I never met Caitlin and Sisko? Maybe their lives would be better. Would it really have been so bad if I never met Iris? Would I maybe eventually have met Iris? Is fate, does fate play into this? No matter what happens, I'll always meet Iris and I'll always fall in love with her. And I think that's gonna gonna play into what happens over the course of the, the next season and ultimately Barry realizing that he he took fate into his own hands and that that can be more powerful than the what ifs.
1: And we also hear that in the teaser that, you know, he literally does, you know, confess his, you know, his doubts and his, you know, this, you know, his disappointment that, that he, he, I don't know who he's talking to, but he does say to someone that, you know, I think I made a mistake. I should have saved my mom. And I think maybe that's for, you know, what if this upcoming season is the beginning of him basically giving us the whole flashpoint scenario that he does go back and
2: exactly that's that's where you have the episode where he goes back actually saves his mom then you watch it happen then you see him at the very end of the episode as the barry allen with the white sigil going hey wait stop you know so so, he'll
1: go he will get an even red even brighter red suit and then stop himself that we saw in the season one finale
2: I, I, I could see that happening at some point this this season as kind of a one-shot one episode, a one-shot superb episode, but a one-shot episode. Well,
1: if it's Flashpoint, then I kind of want to have a long-lasting, you know, at least a, maybe two three-episode arc because of, you know, whether you watch the animated movie or you read a comic, you know, you do feel that this is something, you know, it's not an easy thing to fix. And I, you know, I would not want to see that be just fixed within you know, 42 minutes of an episode. I would rather, you know, it would be be kind of awesome if the season two finale ends with him waking up at the police station and his mom is alive, and um, and and whatnot. And then the season three premiere be- opens up with you know him trying to live in our in this new universe, but he just can't. And then the second episode ends, you know, in season three ends with him restoring. The universe where he didn't save his mom, but, but that's where we start seeing all these changes where you know some characters didn't die, Tommy Marlin, and uh, and other things.
2: Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of possibility. The main problem with the Flashpoint comic is that you're, it, the, the comic itself introduces a lot of characters which at this point do not exist in the DC TV universe. Um, So they'd probably just play around with the characters that they have. But the bottom line is there is so much possibility. It's so much exploration into the characters to look at these different alternate universes. And Matt, I like what you said about how, and um, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, that if you're kind of really still confused on how alternate universes work, Fringe really is an excellent series. (laughs) As kind of an introduction into the alternate universe Mm -hmm. idea.
1: I, I will I will also give some credits to um there you know for people who watch Smallville you know in season ten they, that's when they introduced Earth two as well where um in episode ten called Luthor Clark like he used, he he finds this mirror box that that can take him to an alternate Earth and in that you know he switch basically the Clark Luthor in that in that Earth gets put in Clark Kent's universe while Clark Kent gets put in. Clark Luthor's universe, where he's Ultraman, he's his tyrant dictator, and he's the son of Lionel Lufer and Clark killed Lex Luthor, you know, when they were kids and whatnot. So you know, you know that's a kind of an easy way to see, you know, basically the idea of what well, if I if I hadn't turned right, what would have happened then or whatnot. So you know, you, fringe, you know, like I said, I haven't started watching fringe yet, but I will. At least try and watch the first five, ten episodes before season two of The Flash begins, uh, just because I want to know more of the multiverse.
2: You'll want to watch more of season two. Season one of uh, Fringe introduces the concept of the alternate universes, but doesn't really explore it. Season two is really where it starts to, to get in and have fun. But we're digressing yeah it's it's, It's so easy to digress we're we're creating our own different time streams and digressing on our own and that's (laughs) our own
1: paradoxes and that's why i named amy amy multiverse nice yeah it just one day just came to my head and then she laughed and she was like that's kind of perfect i'm like okay we're sticking to it um,
2: yeah, and initially it was Ms. Multiverse and uh, M I S S Multiverse, and then I got yelled at because there's an actual Miss Multiverse competition on Twitter, and they they were really nice about it, but they're like, um, excuse me, it's trademarked, and I'm like, it's not like I'm going to go around selling shirts with my face on it and it says Miss <laughs> Multiverse.
1: Any more fun? Like, you know, we could, <laughs> hey we could do a podcast just called do, the Multiverse. I
2: think we pretty effectively covered up a lot of the main points that that people wanted. Um, and the bottom line is, if you have any questions, ask Matt.
1: And Definitely. Well let's, well, let's let's wrap it up with one final question, just kind of, like, simplified, even, you know, trying, again, trying to simplify it and so on. How do we think that, you know, in the beginning of this, you know, not just season two of, of Flash, but also, you know, maybe season four of Arrow and as well as Legend of Tomorrow, how do you think that they're going to, like, set set up this multiverse Earth-2 concept? You know, how big do you think they will go? You know, like, aside from Jay Garrick showing up and maybe, you know, a few other metahumans that are not particle-accelerated... You know, related. How do you how do you think they're gonna go with that uh, at the beginning, Matt? I think they're gonna go slowly but surely because this is a
0: this is something that needs to be approached delicately, and they don't want to alienate people and scare them off. So I think I think we'll see maybe like you know one or uh, one incursion, if you will, and then it'll slowly build. And I think they're gonna gauge reaction to it.
2: They'll probably use Cisco.
1: All oh, right, we we haven't really touched upon him, because he he's another key to this whole thing. It's not just you know the speed for his being able to tap into all these things. You know, we also have him because he can see different dimensions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Any theories?
2: I, well, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts having dreams um, of the other side, essentially, or, vi- or
0: visions, or maybe like you know he'll be he'll you know see some sort of like you know, a shimmering break in the fabric of the boundaries.
2: Exactly. And and you look at Fringe where they create a fracture between the two universes, and at the point of the fracture, the, the separation between the two becomes dimmed. And so you can imagine that over Star Labs, you know, <laughs> Barry created this ginormous incursion when he went back in time, and then the whole wormhole Chitari thing. Um, but I could see that having caused little fractures, to where maybe unintentionally someone from earth two walks into a Starbucks and ends up at the Starbucks on our side. You know, maybe there's a weird little thing like that. They're walking in a field and suddenly they're in the wrong universe, little mini micro fractures, which would be interesting and fascinating to see them try to, to deal with and say, Oh crap, we have to fix this because now people from their side are coming to our side and our side, we can go to their side, which is great except for things are different. (laughs) Um, but they also, you know, I, I keep referencing Fringe. They also don't want to copy Fringe because Fringe did it very well, and they had their own take on things. Um, but that's kind of what I'm suspecting is that we're going to see unintentional crossovers where they're going to either Cisco is going to see something from the other side. It, you know, it could be something as simple as they're solving a case and Cisco. Maybe he has a dream and he's like, I know who the killer is, essentially, but it's because the Cisco on the other side or someone else on the other side already caught the killer.
1: Matt, do you have any good recommendations for people that wants to, you know, learn more, like just read more about Earth 2 and the multiverse? Um, You know, I I personally would actually recommend um, the Earth 2 comic series that they started in New 52, especially for people who wants to get to know... Kendra Saunders from Legends of Tomorrow, who's going to be Hot Girl. You know she. Yeah, you definitely. Know. You definitely got to read the Earth too. Uh, you can,
0: you can get it in comic shops. You can get it on the DC app. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, and, it, and it's a fun read. I mean, it, you know, toward the end, it's just it's like it's just a nonstop onslaught, but but it's done really well. Uh, you know, so so you do feel horrible, but you're also you, you're also riveted. It's kind of like looking at a car crash. Um, you're definitely going to want. Uh, you, you've got to read the Flash One Twenty Three. Uh, you don't try to buy an original copy of it because they're very, 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 very expensive, uh, and I ain't lending you my copy. So, uh, but uh, you can you can get that one digitally uh, without any without any problem. Uh, and then Flashpoint. Flashpoint is required reading. I would.
2: It is, and, and I I, I want to interject. Um, the Flashpoint or Flashpoint comic was, you know was my first comic book that i have read really all the way through that i wasn't just sort of in passing reading at a comic book store i had never read a flash comic i had watched the tv series but if you have just a, a general knowledge of most of the main characters the big as you said matt the a a game heroes um that you know you know who aquaman is you know who wonder woman is you know who lois lane is you know who batman is and who batman is supposed to be and who when you discover this name is actually thomas you're like huh interesting but the bottom line is anybody who 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 has watched the show and has just a general knowledge of the 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 dc main heroes will not only totally understand but really enjoy flashpoint you don't need to be a huge Comic book reader to sit down and enjoy a Flashpoint.
1: There's also the movie as as if you, like you want to, you know, if you, if you, if comic yeah, isn't, you if you don't go. prefer the comic, you can always watch the film because the movie is actually pretty close to the book. The only thing that is different is how Thomas kills Eoborth Um which is actually even more brutal when I think about it in the film, which I'm like, wasn't this thing supposed to be for kids? But <laughs> I, I know we live no, in a different no, it, it's not for kids anymore it's not for kids um I, I'm cries on inventors I think you know, that's a good recommendation too I think
0: yeah definitely I mean and that that's that takes you back a little but you know this was this was uh you know done by George Perez so it's you know it's it's a wonderful wonderfully illustrated story and it's a very well written story and you'll get some feels throughout it and it's uh, you know some of it uh, is no longer canon, if you will, but it doesn't matter. It's still a great story, and that is that is one you can find easily. Uh, you know, you can you can still get back issues, or so you can buy it in the trade. Uh, you can get, I think, you can get it both in paperback and hardback. I think there's even a deluxe edition uh, if you can find that and you want to pay for it. I, I highly recommend it because you, know, you got it. It's you know better, bigger, bigger pages, easier to see. You can also get it digitally.
1: And there's a movie too. So. There's also a movie that they did um, a few years later. just like cries it on two herbs. No, I
0: don't think I have. I oh,
1: wow, no. Yeah, it, it's it, it's a lot of fun. Um, Batman does something really cruel to the Flash of that universe.
2: So the Flashpoint comics, the Flash 123, was that it?
1: Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, Flash okay. 123. Flash of two worlds. Mm-hmm. And get... any of
2: the new 52 that, that we're exploring? Earth two, yeah,
1: Earth, two. Earth two Earth 2. I would also recommend, I've heard good things about the... Um, that what's it called? Um, com- Conversions. If uh, if you want to see, you know, and I th- this was you know mostly for people who were like super big fans of the Preview 2 era and all this other these other units and so on. Convergence is also great read to see these other takes on these characters and so on. Like I I read some of the first issues of the classic Teen Titans when uh, Nightwing Nightwing was wearing a very interesting fashionable. Costume that can be discussed, and <laughs> thank um, Hopefully, if Titan still happens, hopefully that will not be the suit they were going to use. And I, there's also um, there the flat. There's also um, the Flash, and uh, there's a, there was a Convergence Speed for his book, and uh, so that's also you know Convergence basically. You know, you can also read the main series of the Convergence. I think it's like how many issues was this man? Was it like three, four, six issues?
0: Well, I want to say it was. I want to say it was six. I believe. I have to double check.
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a lot of good stuff like both comic wise as well as you know animated films and you know, heck if you if you just want to see that you know one two one or two ep- small ep- small episodes wa- go to season ten watch episode Looper, and then episode Kent which is kind of like you know it's um, they're tied together even though episode is episode ten and Kent is episode eighteen of that season but it's it's if it's it ties in pretty nicely together and when,
0: one, one, uh, one update uh, the convergence series was actually eight issues plus a zero issue so in all told it was nine issues yeah so but it was but it was also tied in through through a bunch of titles but you don't need to get those if you just go with convergence you're fine
1: yeah so there's you know if you want to get into the whole idea of multiverses as well as earth 2 we we just gave you a bunch of recommendations and um, and I you know like Matt said you know you can get them in many forms. Uh, I personally would recommend digital because um, you know some some of these books hasn't come out yet in collected volumes. I don't think conversion has be, has gotten out in trade paperback yet. So I you know if you want to get all the issues but don't have to have a big pile in front of you, go to you know buy it on DC Comics app or the Comicsology app. Definitely, yep, definitely. Much easier to carry around. Exactly, just just an iPad or a Kindle instead of six issues. <laughs> but um, any final thoughts, um, Amy and Matt, before we wrap up the show? Um,
2: uh my my final thought is, if you ever have any questions, ask Matt. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like seriously, I love it because not Matt, you're just you're you are you not only know the stuff, but you can explain it intelligently and in ways that make sense.
1: Well, thank you very and much. And
2: that's very useful.
1: Which is, all, which is what I always try to do, but I'm not that good at it. So, yeah, bless you, Matt, for being here and helping us understand these bigger-than-life concepts, basically. Well, thanks for having me
0: on. I really appreciate it. It's always enjoyable.
1: Oh, we will, we will make sure to have you on uh, again soon, and hopefully for Season 2 when we can actually talk about an episode of the show and see how crazy they go with uh, with all—if you know, any of our theories come to fruition or if we're completely— completely wrong in everything we're saying and they will do it completely the opposite way or 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 flashpoint happens in the second episode and Barry's just like whoops cool yeah and just like that just casually just whoops and then he and he goes back to watch all the things he wants to watch on Netflix gg <laughs> but that's going to wrap up our episode of this week's episode of the Clash podcast uh matt thank you so much for coming on please tell us where they can find you on the internet and for anyone who doesn't listen to assembly of geeks's um comic book noob tell everyone what that show is about and why they should be listening to it
0: well that shows it's a it's great fun it's uh, myself and regina and scott and uh Scott is the comic book noob. He's somewhat new to comics, but he's very familiar with pop culture and, uh, you know, the concept of superhero films and whatnot. So and Regina runs a comic book shop in Texas. So uh, we three of us get together every couple of weeks and we talk about characters that you may see uh, on the big screen or the small screen or, you know, may be pervasive in popular culture and explain where they came from and how they're similar or how they're different from what you're seeing and we recommend you know, books to read about them to, to get a better idea of what they are and who they are.
2: It's so literally there's... the most useful podcast on the face of the earth if you're a comic book fan. Like, oh, I'm not thank kidding.
0: <laughs> thank you very much.
1: And it, it, where can I find it, you on Twitter?
0: Uh, you can find me at uh, GorillaScribe, uh, which is, uh, it's uh, spelled uh, the, the original way, the way I see it is uh, G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A S-C-R-I-B-E, which is gorilla scribe and then uh, I run a – I do a comics website called over that I do with a friend of mine who lives uh, down under in Sydney and uh, so he's the under and I'm the over and that's it like
1: I said over under or er, under or er, <laughs> it's down under so um, it's over
0: over under okay
1: don't say over under one more time because I'm I'm so immature when it comes to oh stop now
0: Get your mind out of the sewer and back in the gutter.
1: <laughs> I live in a rock, so there's a problem already there. Uh, but um, and Amy, for people who are not listening to Assembly of Geeks, and tell everyone why they should listen to that show, and where can they find you on the interwebs?
2: So Assembly of Geeks is a weekly geeky podcast where we discuss everything from current comic book news to TV shows, to merchandise, to conventions. Uh, comic book noob, which Matt does is actually a a subset of assembly of geeks. So assembly of geeks is basically the, the, the weekly podcast. And then we have other various podcasts as part of the network now, including the Peggy Carter podcast, which I host with Lauren Galloway and Scott Murray. And then there's comic book noob. We also have a brand new one coming out that was announced. It's with Janice Davis and it will be a video games based uh series which is coming out so that's a lot of fun so you can find that at assemblyofgeeks.com if you're an agent carter fan i highly recommend taking a listen to the peggy carter podcast it will be coming back now that agent carter is getting ready to film at season two we're super excited about that you can find me online at amy underscore marie 97 uh if you are listening to any of these podcasts comic book noob the flash podcast peggy carter podcast assembly of geeks any of them we love to talk So if you are listening and you think that an idea we have is great, if you think an idea we have totally sucks, tell us. I would love to hear your theories. I'd love to hear feedback. I love connecting with people who are listening. Uh, that makes it fun. It's 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 one thing to sit here and talk to you know a, two or three other people every week, and we can geek out. But it's more fun when we get response from the listeners. So if you're listening to the Flash podcast, tweet us. Tweet at Amy underscore Marie ninety seven. Tweet Gorilla Scribe, but spell it correctly, not like the ape, like the people who hide in trees. I couldn't think of it a better – I couldn't think of a succinct way to describe guerrilla <laughs> warfare. <laughs> so I got the people who hide in trees. Oh, man. But the bottom line is tweet us. Put your feedback on uh, on iTunes. Put your feedback on Stitcher. we On the Facebook page, we love hearing from you. It's more fun to have somebody talking back instead of us just talking to you.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know at some point uh, – I've had some people ask us if we will ever do maybe some – live shows or call-in shows and i think you know we you know amy would you be game for a uh, for a live slash call-in show at some point for
2: the Flash Podcast? oh my gosh i would love to do a live like half hour q a show i'd be totally on board for that yeah we, we could will... uh, that'd be so much fun we could even do a periscope i would be i would be 100 on board with that
1: yeah let's you, you know what let's we will talk afterwards. You know, Stay tuned, Flash Podcast listeners. We will make it happen. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you can also find the Flash Podcast at theflashpodcast.com where you can get all the latest news about our favorite TV show, The Flash, and, of course, about your favorite podcast, The Flash Podcast, because we love it all, don't we? Yes. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Vine you can find us all at under the flash podcast on all the social medias and we will we're gonna get more active on biden periscope um... We're talking about some fun ideas. Uh, We're part of the Google Plus circle, The Flash Fans, which is um, run by our good friend Hank from tvfanatic.com. And then, like Amy has said before on the show, like Lauren has said before on the show, as well as Adam, you know, subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. It does help us so much. You know, the more reviews we keep getting, the more people will learn about the podcast because, you know, believe it or not, not everyone is on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, So, I iTunes might be the only way for, for them to discover the podcast. And, you know, the more we the more reviews we get, you know, um, what was it that you said, Amy, after the Comic-Con episode that, you know, it, our chance of, you know, getting more coverage as well as maybe, you know, interviews and stuff like that you know, can help a lot by, the, by seeing the podcast grow with, you know, reviews and re- ratings. What was it that you said um, in that po- post-Comic-Con episode?
2: Well, basically what I said is that the more feedback and interaction we get from the fans, the more that we're able to bring to you. So the more that that studios see us interacting and the fans interacting in your response, the better chance that we have of being able to interview the cast members and the crew members and interact with them at conventions and go to screenings and go to red carpets. So the more that you give back to us, the more that we're able to give back to you.
1: And, and that's a flashback, you all. And... Um dropping invisible mic because i don't want to drop my headset Um it costs a lot of money so uh so yeah basically what amy said it um by helping us we can you know provide more for you guys and so on in terms of you know entertaining you guys about The Flash and keep, you know, expand, expanding on the coverage of CW's The Flash. And if you want more great D C T podcast shows, head over to DCPodcast.com where you can get the best Arrow podcast, which is Quiver the Green Arrow podcast, the best Gotham podcast, which is Legends of Gotham, the best super cool podcast out there, which is Super Cool Radio, and, of course, the best podcast for DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which is Legends of Tomorrow podcast, and, of course your favorite flash podcast the flash podcast and if you have any questions email us at the flash podcast at gmail.com and make sure to join our facebook group and talk flash with us and um all things geeky so yes so that's gonna be it for this week and uh, matt thank you once again so much for coming on and helping us understand the thing known as multiverse and Earth 2 and Earth 50 and Earth X and Earth Z, and all these other things, uh, I'm sure that this will not be the last time we talk about it. So uh, we hope to have you on the show in the near future.
0: I look forward to it. Thanks again so much.
2: Matt, you're awesome. Yes. Oh,
1: so are you guys. Oh, I'm. Amy's more awesome than I am. <laughs> so, so for our great team members, Scott and Lauren and Adam, Chris, the two Mikes, Dave and Steph... I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie. And we will see you next time on the Flash Podcast.